Hey, welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey, your host. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, welcome. But also what you need to know about this podcast is that it's meant for physical therapists and physical therapist students who are looking to grow your fundamentals, but in bite-sized segments of time. Because let's face it, time is limited in today's world. And often we only have so much time to really sit still, master a concept and utilize it. So just do a little bit at a time, be consistent with it. And a little bit of growth each day is a lot better than just going gung-ho for two weeks and then getting overwhelmed and not doing it at all. Hence the purpose of this podcast. So today's episode, we're going to talk about biceps tendonitis, which actually is probably more so, more accurately, biceps tendinosis. And why? Well, for one, super, super common in physical therapy, something that we'll see oftentimes. Whether we truly see it or not, we'll talk about more in this episode too. But today we're basically just going to be talking about, you know, the biceps tendon, the anatomy, the purpose of it, um, what goes wrong with it, and then what else can go wrong in conjunction with it. So let's start with anatomy. First of all, we're talking about the long head of the biceps tendon. And this arises from the supraglenoid tubercle and the superior glenoid labrum. The proximal portion of the long head, because remember the biceps has a short head and a long head. In the long head, the proximal portion is extrasynovial but intraarticular. And it's contained in the rotator interval. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's basically a triangle area between the subscapularis and the supraspinatus tendons at the shoulder. So it kind of helps keep the biceps tendon in this in the place that we want it to. And then the biceps tendon, the long head, also runs through the bicipital groove. It's between the greater and lesser tuberosity of the humerus. So the purpose of the biceps, remember, is for forearm supination and elbow flexion. It's also thought to contribute 10% total power in shoulder abduction with the arm and external rotation. Now, we thought that the long head tendon plays at least a passive role in stabilizing the shoulder. Um, and they, they looked at this through animal studies and cadaveric studies. But more recently, th- through EMG studies and throwing, they've decided that it doesn't play an active role in stabilizing um, especially in the earlier stages of throwing. Okay, so that's the anatomy of the biceps tendon, right? Now, a lot of times with inflammation or irritation to the long head of the biceps tendon, it's in the bicepital groove. If it's acute, that's when we're using the terminology tendinitis, right? Now, if it turns into something more chronic, that's when it's more tendinosis. It's a Tendinitis is that acute flare-up, that inflammation. Tendinosis is in a poor healing response that happens over time. In the shoulder, in the biceps tendon, it's actually commonly accompanied by rotator cuff tears and or slap lesions. Um, It can be damaged through mechanical impingement under the coracochromial arch from, let's say, bone spur, poor formation of the chromion, unfused acromial apophyses, or even just thickening of the coracochromial ligament or osteoarthritic spurs in the groove. It can also be impinged secondarily from, let's say, scapular or shoulder ligamentous instability, anterior capsule laxity, or posterior capsule tightness. So when you're looking at all of the 
causes, um, here's, here's my plug. I think that it's important to understand when you're evaluating someone's shoulder, the difference between a tissue that is aggravated in pain and a tissue that is actually the pain generator, because you will find that everything's connected, right? Um, and it's important when you are treating to not just treat the impairments, but also make sure you're treating the underlying issue and then also seeing what else needs to be addressed in conjunction with it. So don't, don't just turn your treatment into a laundry list of impairments. Make sure you have a good understanding of what's going on. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Um, now, next question I have for you is who actually has this? And most typically, we'll see this in patients like between 18 to 35 years old. Someone who likes to play sports that involve a lot of overhead, throwing, contact, swimming, gymnastics, martial arts. Those are all really common, common things. Um, your younger patients, typically it's going to be overhead athletes. Older patients, more of normal aging with, um, with these other deficits that I just mentioned. So those patients are probably going to complain about pain and tenderness in the anterior aspect of their shoulder. It may hurt more with overhead lifting or um, overhead activity, especially like if we're talking about a throwing athlete, more so with the follow through of that throwing motion. They may have pain or achiness that moves down the upper arm or in some instances, even in the radial distribution of the arm. They might have occasional snapping sound or like a sensation in their shoulder and the pain can be worse at night. Differentials um, include any sort of impingement or, um, you know, other terminology, subacromial impingement syndrome, subacromial pain syndrome, those kind of things. Tendonitis of the rotator cuff. Um, as I mentioned, pain going down the arm and radial distribution. You want to make sure that you're screening out the neck too. Make sure it's not some sort of cervical disc disease. Always screen out the joints above and below. And then I already mentioned that the rotator cuff and the labral pathology is often an issue. With that, I've already made several episodes about shoulder special tests. And there's a million of them, right? So Jurgensen, Near, Hawkins, and Speeds are all meant to isolate the biceps tendon, but it's actually really hard to rule out rotator cuff lesions. Um, the most, one of the most common isolated clinical findings that you'll find in this pathology is bicipital groove tenderness with arm in 10 degrees of internal rotation. So you're definitely palpating that thing. Um, but Keep in mind the other things that I mentioned that could be the cause of it. So we want to look at the rotator cuff. We want to look at scapular dysfunction. Um, are we looking at the medial border and finding that maybe there's some sort of secondary impingement happening and in, in that is kind of creating a byproduct of biceps tendon irritation? Um, or even just looking at a posterior capsule and seeing if they have decreased internal rotation. Keep in mind if they're an overhead athlete, they might have had some glenohumeral changes with time as, it, as they have developed. Okay, so in essence, I know I'm not giving you like a cheat sheet answer of here's how to find it, but the reason why is because oftentimes to see an isolation is pretty rare. You're going to find a lot of other things. So understanding your anatomy of what all is in that area, like the rotator cuff, the labrum, and being able to best screen out what the pain generating tissue is or what are the things that we need to address may by product 
help this tissue in particular get better. Um, so you need to be able to take a step back and be able to zoom in and see what's going on and treat the shoulder accordingly. Cause it may be that the shoulder's angry enough that you need to calm some things down before you can even really get specific with it. So we find a lot of good results with physical therapy and the purpose of this episode is not really to go over treatment of that in particular, but if PT fails, they've found good outcomes in surgery, which the two main ones that you'll hear of are biceps tenodesis and biceps tenotomy. All right. So that's it for today, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, you can reach out at, uh, at my email, ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram, pt underscore snacks. I would love to um, hear your thoughts or if you have suggestions for future episodes, you can, you can reach out there. I'm, I'm usually pretty quick to respond and I love hearing from you guys. There are also some links below if you want to support the show or get yourself some CEUs at a pretty discounted rate, which like listeners, PT Snacks podcast promo code on MedBridge gets you 40% off. Other than that, you know, just check out the notes below. I'm not going to keep you longer any more than I need to, but thank you for being a part of this community. Uh, I really appreciate you guys and can't wait for, can't wait till next time.